it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who doesn't think that minorities are too dumb to get into college. Check this one out. The Supreme Court ruling moments ago to strike down affirmative action. And the left is claiming this will make colleges all white because blacks and Latinos won't have the grades to get in. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It's, it's actually racist, to be clear, and we're going to discuss it with a black man who's trying to get into the White House. I'm talking about South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, who discusses the Democrat claim that it's racist to ban racial discrimination. Democrats are so full of crap. Wow, what a wild one this is going to be. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of a show that has no admission standard whatsoever. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. And apparently that was the same credo they chose when they were picking a host for this here broadcast. They didn't care how smart or how dumb, clearly. Which is why we're left with this show that just has one rule. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, you could be an Independent, just don't be a There it is. Happy Thursday. It's going to be a big one. Uh, I'm on Hannity tonight. If you're watching Failavision, Sean and I are getting the band back together at 9 p.m. I was on with Jesse Waters last night on Waters World. If you missed it, that clip is on the Fox Across America website. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I begin my first week off in... Man, oh boy, it feels like a few years. I'll be on the road with Jenny and Lincoln. We're heading out to St. Louis. We're going to be filming something for the Fox News 4th of July special. That's the next time you'll see me on TV. I'll be on the 4th of July edition of The Five at 5 p.m. Eastern. And then from 8 to 10, I will be hosting live coverage of the 4th of July festivities around the country. Myself, Carly Shimkus, Aisha Hashni, Johnny Joey Jones in the house as well. It's going to be a banger. So if you're uh, too drunk to keep rambling on at the barbecue and you need to find some safety on the couch, grab the remote and put on your radio, buddy. You can see how much weight I gained on vacation because I got to tell you, we're going to get nuts in St. Louis. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I don't know. But let's jump in here. Let's just right to the chase today. I'm excited about this one. Affirmative action, just so you understand, affirmative action was racist. He knows what he's talking about. It's racist. Why? Because you're giving people a benefit based solely on the color of their skin. Now, when it was put into place, okay, it was done so with the mindset that black Americans weren't equal to the rest of the country. Ergo, rather than counting on them to get the same grades on a leveled playing field, seeing as they had been institutionally failed in the Democratic-run Jim Crow South, we were going to change the admissions criteria at schools to make sure we had enough representation on the campus to make sure black Americans had access, equal access to a quality education. Now, as crazy as it sounds, okay, in striking down affirmative action today, 
okay, all of these years later, where America has made so much racial progress, we're no longer sitting at separate lunch counters. We're now no longer going to segregated schools. In fact, we've actually elected a black president twice, something that was unfathomable at the time we passed affirmative action. But lo and behold, the court ruled today in a six to three vote that affirmative action in itself was racist because it was doing the opposite of what Martin Luther King had dreamt of doing, which was living in a society where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. We're now sitting here in a world where the Supreme Court has upheld Martin Luther King's vision. And the Democrat reaction to that, the people who claim they want equality, oh, we want equality, are now calling anyone who voted on behalf of equality today a bunch of racists. That was embarrassing. It's embarrassing. They're trotting out Michelle Obama, who just took time out to tweet from one of her three mansions that black women can't get ahead in this country. You are so full of sh. Of course she is. That's the grift. It's the people that are achieving the most that are telling you you don't have a shot. That's the scam of the time we're living in. The Democrats don't trot out poor people to say, hey, I can't get ahead. They trot out rich people. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It's amazing. Hi, I'm Michelle Obama, and I'd just like to, you know, hold on. You might not be able to hear me. There's a plane landing on the private runway at my house. But uh, if you could just wait for those tires to screech. Yeah, uh, black people can't get ahead in this country. Hold on a second. The maid's asking me if I want to drink. Yeah, black people can't get ahead in this country. It's crazy. But do you understand? That's what it is. Equality, okay, is something. It's a term. It's a badge. It's a brand. It's something they use to spread division. They don't want us united. They do not want a meritocracy. Okay, I'm going to give you some clips from MSNBC. And they're the ones arguing that black people aren't equal. They're the ones who told you when Georgia passed a voter ID law that it was worse than Jim Crow, an era where Democrats were denying black people access to the polls by burning down their houses, by attacking them with mobs and dogs, the Bull Connors of the world, harassing them, attacking them. Democrats said asking a black person to go out and get a license was worse than Jim Crow because they just weren't capable. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. Does that sound like the words of a man who thinks blacks are equal? (laughs) Listen to this MSNBC panel. This is hilarious because they're out. They don't, you know, they don't have self-awareness. I tell you this all the time. Political discourse in this day and age is always conducted from a place of emotion on the left. Because what they're dealing with is feelings over facts. They're not catering to an informed decision. They're just telling you anyone who opposes their worldview is some type of a harmful racist bigot who's hoping to encourage violence. Really quickly, in two sentences, think about the fight over biological men competing in biological women's sports. Okay, the people who oppose it don't say, kill them. (laughs) They don't say, don't let them compete against women. They say, let them compete against their same biological gender or let them have their own division. Okay, is that an attempt to attack these people? Is that an attempt to deny them access to sports? But that's how the Democrats characterize the argument because they're trying to get people emotional. That's the hook. Hey, they want to erase trans people. They want to kill them. Listen to what they just said. 
This guy says three-year-olds shouldn't be able to chop their junk off. What kind of lunatic wouldn't let a three-year-old chop his junk off? The truth is, none of us would have like a year ago. But that's how quickly the standard changes. There are transactional people who just want power. They don't stand for anything other than whatever sentiment they can weaponize to get themselves control. But when your whole business model is predicated on getting people emotional so they'll agree with you, sometimes you get yourself emotional in the process. And I make that point because I say this all the time on the show. When you operate from a place of emotion, it denies you the self-awareness that would otherwise tell you you sound like an idiot. That's true. That is true. So all of the Democrats pushing back against affirmative action today, they actually sound really racist. The New York Times tweet was in striking down affirmative action. The Supreme Court has ensured that colleges are going to get more white and more Asian and more blacks and Latinos are going to be excluded from their ranks. What the hell did you just say? They didn't realize in the moment what that sounded like. Hey, if we just judge this equally, none of the black people are going to get in. It's totally false. I mean, that's racist. That is actually racist. You talk about the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's hard bigotry. Listen to this MSNBC panel because it's the craziest thing in the world. Okay, they just, you know, once the ruling comes out, okay, they just start trashing Clarence Thomas. Oh, hell no. Start with Catherine Christian, clip three. How do you diversify without taking race into account? What are you diversifying? You're diversifying, you know, people's income. You know, Clarence Thomas, you know, he has criticized affirmative action. That's how, that's one of the reasons why he graduated from Yale. And we know that's one of the reasons why he's on the Supreme Court. But it's actually not one of the reasons. And, and the main reason why Clarence Thomas opposed affirmative action is he knew that liberals and other people would always be able to undercut his own achievement, uh, academic achievements by saying, oh, he just got there because of the color of his skin. OK, Clarence Thomas opposes affirmative action because he wants everyone, as he did, to earn their appointment to the court. There is a difference between people who get a appointed because of their record and people who get appointed just because. And if you don't believe me, read a Clarence Thomas opinion and then go read a Kentanji Jackson Brown opinion that's clearly cut and pasted from Wikipedia. It's hilarious. But stick with me because here's Derek Johnson going in on Clarence Thomas a little more. Clip four. The worst thing about affirmative action is that it created a Clarence Thomas who benefited for the pro- from the program and now is in a position where he's going to deny many young African-American talented individuals an opportunity. Historically, the problem has been that institutions of higher learning, corporations, companies, and other entities have denied well-qualified African-Americans and other individuals access in terms of admissions, em- employment, because of their race. And we were affirming the actions of past wrong deeds to ensure that we have a diverse population and not a apartheid reality in the United States. That was absolutely dreadful. An apartheid reality in the United States. What would you do with a brain if you had one? This is, I, I don't doubt this person's intelligent, but they're emotional right now. And it's denying them the self-awareness that's to say, hey, you sound like a racist. Okay, this is going to deny many young African-American talented individuals an opportunity, meaning 
they can't get the grades? That's what you're saying. Why else would it deny them that? Because all of a sudden these schools are now with just the blanket assumptions, well, they're racist. They're just not going to let black people in. Really, in the America we're living in right now that voted overwhelmingly for a black president twice, okay, in the America we're living in right now where we have a black female vice president, despite the fact that she's so dumb she studied for a COVID test, are we really just overnight now regressing back to the Jim Crow South because we're handing black people equality? Hardly. But that's the scam here. Okay, they don't want equality. They don't want the barriers removed to equality because then it denies them to right to claim that everything's racist. Claiming everything's racist, you understand, is a phenomenal business model. Money, 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 money. Listen to this MSNBC clip, okay? Because this is a person claiming this march towards equality is racist. And in the process... Saying racist things. Clip five. Well, um, you know, to be honest with you, it, it, we will return to uh, elite institutions more, more specifically uh, being the space for a particular population, for predominantly white and Asian students. We will begin to see a kind of segregated uh, uh, higher education landscape. Oh, shut up, woman. Hey, wait, what? A who? We'll see a kind of segregated higher education landscape. And what does that mean? It means in their eyes, blacks and Latinos can't get the grades to get in. That is a fact check false. Dude, what are you saying to these communities? And if you're going to talk to me about a segregated higher education landscape, do you know that over 100 colleges last year, liberal colleges, had segregated graduation ceremonies, segregated graduation ceremonies. This caught on in 2019 and only got bigger after the summer of 2020. And the people pushing for segregated graduation ceremonies, okay, call themselves progressives. <laughs> no, no, we're progressive. Wrong. Dude, you're taking us backwards in any, every sense of the word. Eliminating affirmative action is a march towards equality. It says the admissions officer should be looking at who the most qualified student happens to be. And that should be the case in everything you do. Okay, if you're hiring an Uber driver, okay, you don't care what color he is. You just care that he can see and stay on the road. That's all that matters. And the truth is every race and ethnicity is just as good at seeing and staying on the road. It's no different than grades. Every race and ethnicity is just as capable or incapable based on their own work ethic, based on their own determination. Okay, but this idea that in this day and age, creating a colorblind society will only hold back minorities, that's the proof that we're living in a time where the only people who look down on African Americans are the Democrats who purport to be fighting for them at every turn. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Tim Scott in a little while. He's a candidate for president of the United States. But joining us now on the phone, a man who could never run because, like me, he would not pass the background check. Reese is in Sheridan, Wyoming. Hey, pal. Mega equality state dittos to you, my friend. How are you today? <laughs> I'm pumped up, man. I'm getting ready to hit the road with Jenny and Lincoln, get a little family time in this weekend. Uh, but apparently I'm leaving behind a racist hellhole of a country because we're now judging people solely on the merits. You know, we are so blessed that they had uh, governed or they came up with that decision uh, against affirmative action because at the end of the day, it's more about equality. It's not about equity. It's about equality. Mm-hmm. And that's what Martin Luther King wanted. Yep. He wanted people to not be judged by the uh, the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And, well, let's add what you can do. Yep. So there's nobody that is going to be left behind. Tim Scott's a perfect example. When he was on The View, he was talking about, like, hey, I'm not the exception. Mm-hmm. I'm the norm. Yep. And you're the norm. And we are... I'm what a great ruling today. I'm so grateful. Yeah, no, it's a win. And it's to be honest with you, it's a win for every minority because everything they ever everything they ever achieve now will appear valid in the eyes of everyone. You won't be able to cheaply question people who don't deserve to be questioned, to be clear. But people bust their ass to get ahead in every race. And it's such a fallacy. It's such a fallacy on the left to say the only way they're getting it done in the minority community is if the government hands it to them. I mean, that's insulting to me, you know, so the best way you can mm -hmm. the best way you can support a person is is being a friend and being a mentor along the way. And if you're looking to grow, well, get somebody smarter than you and associate yourself with them. No question. Get around them. And that's going to that's going to make you better in the world regardless of whatever background you come from or whatever color your skin is. Very well said. And there are, like, literally millions and millions of minorities who've come to this country with nothing and died multi-multi-millionaires. Millions and millions of them. And this idea that it can't be done, it's just so defeated. So, yes, seriously, uh, I would like to have their level of oppression. I'd love to die with with three mansions like Michelle Obama and be that oppressed. So we'll see. But, Reese, keep playing good ball. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you when I get back. Uh, We'll get to more of your calls in the next break. We'll continue a conversation. You don't have to agree. You don't have to disagree. You can just chime in. It's a talk show. We're not activists. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener. On my final day on the air this week, I got to get out to St. Louis with my family. Could you imagine? And uh, we're going to do some filming tomorrow at the St. Louis Cardinals game. Uh, You will see that on the 4th of July when I'm back in town. Uh, But right now I am still in town, uh, hanging out with you at 888-788-9910. Tim Scott is coming up. He's going to weigh in on this affirmative action ruling from the Supreme Court today, a ruling that very quickly is essentially just ending discrimination against Asians. Because what was ultimately happening at Harvard 
and what was the end result of the lawsuit that they themselves were defeated in was Harvard was denying Asian students access to admission despite the fact that they had test scores that were in the upper one percentile of all grades. In exchange, okay, people were getting admission who were in the 40th percentile, in the 50th percentile, in the 60th percentile, all because they wanted an equal amount of everyone on campus. Now, again, that's not equality. That's putting your thumb on the scale. And the reason people are in favor of taking the thumb off the scale is it forces everyone to earn their achievements, which means a rising tide will lift all boats. Competition is a driver of change. Okay, and this is the biggest frustration a lot of people have today is we should probably be celebrating on behalf of the Asian community. Here's Roger Severino on America's Newsroom. He is a former DOJ civil rights attorney saying today's victory belongs to the Asian Americans. It's not about racists. It's not about holding down black Americans. Black Americans are as capable as anybody. And everyone knows that, except the Democrats. Here's Severino, clip two. This is fantastic news, particularly for Asian Americans. Because remember, Asian Americans were the ones who were artificially capped low. They were being punished by Harvard University, who gave them the lower personality scores and said they were less likely to be kind. All these subjective uh, buzzwords to say, we have too many Asians. That's really what was going on. So the Asian Americans are the big winners here. Uh, Will Constable, who brought this case, God rest his soul, he didn't get to see this, but he was instrumental in bringing this result. And we're going to see what Harvard and UNC does in response. I fear what they're going to do is try to go uh, under the table to hide continued discrimination on the basis of race. Uh, we will hopefully see the numbers of Asians go up because they're the ones who are being held back most. But we want to see what Harvard does next because they've signaled that they're going to resist this as much as they can. So basically, and Harvard did put out a statement saying they're going to do everything in their power to resist this. But understand, okay, if you are trying to manipulate the outcome of the game, you're not treating the participants as equals. Bingo. Okay, and that's why today is so funny, because everybody who tells you they stand for equality is now claiming it's racist to level the playing field. Uh, everyone welcome the way in. Agree or disagree? Come on, man. I've been married 16 years. I'm not, I don't get out of bed in the morning waiting to be agreed with. I, I, you know, I wake up to you fat slob. What are you? I'm kidding. My wife's actually just Jenny's a good girl. Uh, Logan out in Chandler, Arizona has a take. Hello, Logan. Hey, buddy. Hi. All right. I hardly, hardly disagree with you, but okay. I do agree with the guy that just uh, that was just speaking mm-hmm. um, that tape. He uh, he's right. I don't think Harvard's going to change their ways. They're just going to do it, uh, you know, more discreetly and. Um, first of all, if you're an Asian, why do you want to go to Harvard after knowing all this? Yeah, I know. Right? Like, well, pick somewhere else to go. Well, the thing um, is, I know, but the thing is that, that, you know, there was a time when going there, like, carried a lot more weight, obviously, in the private sector when you were getting a job and stuff. But that's, right. you know, why they were fighting to get in. You know, it's good. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, so as far as the, the, the blacks are concerned, I mean, I do feel like it starts it starts uh as in in, in childhood and early development like mm-hmm. if they're growing up in neighborhoods that are you know they have less resources than others like whites i mean they are called the minority for a reason i think that it's too late to wait till the college level to try to level or 
you know, level the playing field. Well, so that's... I do think there's something to that. Yes, but people um, have – you're not wrong there, and I'm going to let you keep going in a second. But what I was going to say is, you know, people of every ethnicity live in poverty. In fact, the majority of the people living in poverty in this country are white. But the answer to what that issue – and we'll move on to your next point – um, is Democrats oppose school choice. So when you say things, if you if we just if we localize this to the black community alone, okay, the truth is kids are trapped in failing schools in every ethnicity. But even if you just make it specific to the black community, the Democrats oppose school choice, which means if a black kid goes to a failing school, he can't leave. So if none of, if no one can read at a grade level and none of the teachers can teach at a grade level, the Democrats are standing in the way of you leaving that school at an early age when you're still developing. So that's part Part of the scam here is they're the right. ones holding the community back, and then they're yelling that the community's being held back. But kid, I, I know you have another point. Go ahead. And that, that's because of the the the, the unions and yep, the yep, yep. and uh, and all the money. Yeah. So off topic, the IRS thing, real quick. Biden mm-hmm. and this IRS thing. What what do you think if in the background he was making that eighty eight thousand IRS agent deal with Daniel uh-huh. Odell O'Donnell? Yeah. Do you think there's anything to that? He like, said, hey, hey you know, you can hire eighty-seven thousand agents if you stop looking into yeah. my kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, not, nothing would surprise me. They're re- they they are wildly corrupt. This is part right. of what's happening to Biden with the Hunter stuff. Is what happened to a lot of old men TV executives who got me tooed. Just stick with me on this, okay? There were a lot of people who were behaving in ways you shouldn't. Because they started out doing so in a different era. But as technology changed and the ability to document things changed, rather than having the good sense to retire, these guys kept on doing bad things under the new business model, and it ultimately caught up to them. You know, there's a lot of guys that get fired from TV that could have died with good reputations, even though they didn't deserve them. But the fact that they kept going meant they lost everything. That's the Bidens. You see, they were corrupt. They were peddling influence, and they were firing money all over the world through shell accounts, but they continued to do it probably two years longer than they should have now this because right. of the advent of you know the advances in technology of digital banking and everything like that but what's ultimately happened is the irs in a lot of ways uh the doj helped outrun the statute of limitations on a lot of these crimes so they're not going to be charged for things they did in 2014 2015 2016 and that's where you see a little bit of a rigged game but you know you get it i mean who the, who the hell knows what kind of deal they made to make it go away because you can tell just from what we've seen if irs whistleblowers are putting their name on it this is like next level corruption understand whatever they alleged about trump there was nobody coming forward and putting their name on it this was all made up anonymously right. sourced crap so i'm glad you're not Falling for it, Logan. Uh, you, apparently, your schools were in better shape than the ones we discussed. Absolutely, Good and stuff. I find it hard to believe there's only two whistleblowers from the IRS. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, if something like that's happening, they're telling a lot more than that. So, oh, yeah. something or someone more in that IRS agency was paid off. Something had to become, you know, of that to keep that on the down low because there's got to be more people in the IRS that know about this. Oh, 100 percent, and may hopefully some of them come forward. But uh, either way, great call, dude. Have a great weekend, my man. Kevin uh, is down uh, in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Yo, Kevin. Hey, good afternoon, Jimmy. I kind of uh, I, I love this topic that you have today, mm-hmm. and and uh, your your comment that, that it's kind of like 
racist like they're implying they can't they're not smart enough to get into these schools that's you know right on point that you know but i, I wanted to say because i'm kind of i'm one of those parents i have a, a son in an ivy league school right now at dartmouth mm-hmm. I, my oldest child went to vanderbilt i she kind of got me started i mean she she graduated high school 2006 that gives you an idea mm-hmm. and and i happened to read in a book you know you can you can prep for the sat but before i go along with that I, I've, I've kind of spent years looking at the stats for these schools. My wife and children have gone to information sessions at these elite colleges. My goal was to get all of my children into an Ivy League school. But uh, uh, only only 35% of the students at Harvard are Caucasian, yet the population, Caucasian population in the United States is 76%. Yep. So these schools, and I've, you know, having a son at, at, at Dartmouth, and I mean, they really take care of them. You know, ethnicity is not the only group they look out for. If you're rural or low mm-hmm. income, which we kind of fit, we're on the outskirts of town in Hampton Roads. Mm-hmm. They, but the funny thing is, though, they they want the they want the low income students to come there during the summer for two months to help them, or a month or whatever, help them uh, learn how to go to college. It's almost like they think if you're low income that you're dumb. And I yeah. I kind of said to one of the people, I said, well, my son got a 1500 on the SAT and went to two governor schools. We're low income, but I didn't think he needed any extra help but compared to the other students. It's it's kind of funny, but I think their heart's in the wrong place, but they've just gone too far. Yeah, that's a lot of what it is, man, because it's not, you know, obviously it's not a quality. That's not, that's not what they're pushing here. They can call it a quality, and the reason they do is because, you know, it's a good buzzword that people will gravitate towards. You go, well, I'm for equality. I guess I'm with the Democrats on this one. But they're clearly not te- treating people as equals. And the biggest scam of today, and, you know, the president's going to speak on this in a little bit. I kind of mentioned it earlier, Kevin, is Democrats are the ones denying students of color a quality education. Because of the money they get from the teachers' unions, they won't get behind school choice. So you're living in an America where, where one in three kids can't read at a grade level, nor can they go anywhere else unless their parents have the money to pay for a private school. Absent that, you're just trapped in that failing city school. And that's just something the Democrats are behind. You know, Tim Scott will be joining us in a little bit. He'll be the first guy to tell you school choice is the way to go, like because he always says he says an education is the closest thing to magic in this country. So you can't tell me you're all in favor of educating a class of people if you're the one stopping them from getting out of a bad school but you know you get it i appreciate the numbers you shared too man good call brother dennis is up listening on the legendary wvmt in salisbury vermont yo dennis jimmy i'm not worthy you stop it i'm going to begin before you talk i have a favor i need okay it's quick you know every um at the end of the month the last friday of the month i usually do a hit with the morning show with kurt and the boys and uh, I'm going to be on a flight tomorrow morning, so I don't know how we're going to make this hit work. Do you think you could broker a, pre- a peace deal with Kurt? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll exercise all of my influence. Listen, um, just so that everybody understands the decision, the Supreme Court should append their majority opinion on affirmative action with a video of Kamala Harris uh, describing the craters of the moon or KJP answering any question at all. <laughs> Listen, man, that that's what's so funny about them going after Clarence Thomas. Like Clarence Thomas is head and shoulders intellectually above anyone on the court. And they're trying to denigrate him as well. He's you know, he only got on the court because of affirmative action. That's not true. It's not even close to true. But I mean, getting past that, they try to shoehorn him under that umbrella and create this narrative where it was good for him, but it's not okay for the other, you know, the other minorities. 
But is it not? Yep. I mean, is it not the soft bigotry of low expectations to say if we do this fairly, they're not going to get in? Well, beyond the students, uh, the black community is disserved. If these students come back as graduated professionals um, and and their credentials in the community are even partially based on their skin color, they'll never. The community will never have the same as white communities do. So long as affirmative action is allowed to stand. Yep. And that's why this is a win. It is addition by subtraction. And, uh, you know, the truth is they don't see it. But but the point they're making over and over and over again, it just really underscores how against tolerance, unity and equality they really are. Because if we deliver those things in this society, then they have nothing to run on. You know, that's that's the whole thing. So. Dennis, you get it. I'm counting on you to broker that truth with VMT so I don't get jumped the next time I'm up there. Good stuff, brother. Alex is in Brooklyn, New York. Yo, Alex. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for taking the call. So I wanted to comment about this college system where they want to push now uneducated people into the colleges. And they're black people happens to be so they're going to screw up the education system in the country. But what I, what I don't get and what's so ridiculous about this is, number one, why are these kids uneducated? Because they're in black cities and, and the education system there is screwed up thanks to the Democrats. But the other thing is a couple of weeks ago, right, you had the Tim Scott and Whoopi Goldberg situation where they were saying, oh, black people can't be successful. But the, And that is what they preach to all these kids when they grow up in black communities and cities and the schools don't try you can't be successful so basically these kids go to school they don't try to be that good because there's no point they're not going to be able to make it anyways so what's the point of putting them now in college they're why are they going to college if they can't be successful anyways if it's a racist country why are you forcing them through college let them get a job right away or let them go into government programs right away you see the thing is the, the democrats are trying their bigger business model is obviously they love talking about racism and everything in between, but they want to eliminate self-reliance. Government dependency is what they're pushing. And the more Mm -hmm. dependent you are on the government, the more dependent you are on programs like affirmative action to get you ahead in life, the less likely you are to achieve for yourself. And that's what's so crazy about it is like Barack Obama achieved the highest achievement you can achieve in this country. And they're using him and his wife to tell black people they can't get ahead. It's like the (laughs) absolute opposite of what he's supposed to be doing for our country. He was supposed to be the moment we all moved past this garbage. And the truth is we were past it. That's why he got elected. He couldn't have got elected if we weren't past it. But now we've gone all the way backwards. Like race relations have gone backwards because there's enough people shouting that everyone's racist that it's it's you know, there's a lot of intellectually lazy people out there that just assume, yeah, that must be the only motivation for anything is race. And it's stupid. It seems like. Now they want to get all these people that aren't that educated into the college system. The colleges are pr- pretty screwed up as of it, as a, how it is right now anyways, but they want to get it worse maybe because they want to screw up the entire education system in the country yep. so that any typical person going to a college shouldn't be able to get a good education and get a good job afterwards and yep. be successful because they want us all to be reliant on programs of the government, and yep. that's what this is all about, and that's what the marijuana legalizing is probably also about. Dumb them down. Yep, dumb them oh, down. Man. Keep them voting. Ah, uh, good and analysis. Take away my slice of pizza, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got yeah. no pizza. Pizza's gone. <laughs> it's all gone now. Good stuff, Alex. I'll see you soon. Back after this. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
a man who is skipping town after this show. I'll be on with Sean Hannity tonight. And then the Jackson 3, me, Jenny, and Lincoln hopping on a plane, assuming they take off. A lot of delays this week. Uh, you can thank your transportation secretary for that. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. But if things get off the ground, we'll be in St. Louis tomorrow uh, in the area uh, that Don hails from. Yo, Don. Jimmy, how's it going? My man, I'm heading out to your neck of the woods. That's what I heard. I wish you there's an area where I can meet up and... Listen, dude. Uh, shake your hand and get to know you. Well, I will tell you this, Don. There's some insider trading information. Tomorrow night... Uh, at the St. Louis Cardinals game, they're playing the Yankees. I'm going to be filming uh, a series of interviews in front of the stadium. Uh, I don't know how close you are to St. Louis, but if you're out there, there's no way you're not going to see me because there's a huge camera crew, big security detail, all that stuff. Uh, and right, if, right. You ha- if you happen to be in the hood, come say hello. I'll interview you. I'll throw you on TV. Uh, oh, my Lord. I've been on TV once before, and it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> I love it. Now you got to come. <laughs> Let's go two for two, baby. <laughs> uh, I'd rather not. Yeah. It's a kind of a rough town at times. Yeah, I heard it gets a little nuts. Really quick, is there anything I should visit, eat? Is there a barbecue joint? Is there something I need to know? You know, I, I really can't say much about going up St. Louis because I try not to go up there too often <laughs> on my off time. I drive through there quite often, but uh, I know my daughter lives up there. so Okay. Uh, I, I can't give you any good recommendations for St. Louis. I wish I could, but I can't. All right. Well, I'll keep the phone lines open. Hopefully somebody somebody can play a better job of travel guide than you will. Uh, but listen, man, I appreciate the call, man. And uh, I'll, I'll make you proud. I'll try to stay safe out there. And if you find yourself anywhere near the ballpark, come say hello. All right, Don? All right, Jimmy. You be safe. Thank Bye-bye. you, brother. There he goes. Don, not the best travel agent. He's a great caller. But he's like, why the hell are you going to St. Louis? Don, I'm kind of rooting for a flight delay now. I'm with you. (laughs) Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And we are back in action. Big Thursday episode of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be joined by one of my Senate buddies, Tim Scott. He's running for president. He is starting to make some incremental progress in the polls. Just had a big town hall with Sean Hannity, a show I will be on tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. If you want to see me on TV one last time before I take a little bit of a break, I'll be uh, out in St. Louis this weekend with Jenny and Lincoln. Uh, You'll see me back on your television July the 4th. I'm on the 5 at 5 p.m. And then I will be hosting uh, also a live coverage of the 4th of July festivities around the country from 8 to 10 p.m. But right now I am, of course, here with you responding to the ruling on affirmative action uh, from the Supreme Court. If you didn't see this earlier in the day, fascinating stuff what's going on in this country right now. But if you didn't see it and you want to get up to speed, the Supreme Court overturned affirmative action, ruling that. The use of race as a factor in college admissions is a violation of the 14th Amendment, which it is. So you're basically saying, I want these people to get in based on the color of their skin. I want to make it harder for those people to get in based on the color of their skin. That's not right. It is the antithesis of a colorblind society. And so the court in issuing their ruling actually upheld 
Martin Luther King's vision of living in a world where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Of course, the Democrats responded by doing what? Losing their minds. <laughs> and the media isn't much better. The media is a bunch of losers. Well, that being said, uh, we did get a response from The View, and I'm going to play some of them for you. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Listen to me. This is... This is part of my job, man. I always say it's America's family meeting. If I got to listen to this crap, you got to listen to this crap. Let's get through it as a radio family. Okay, let's start with Whoopi Goldberg really quickly uh, responding to the ruling clip six. Uh, The Supreme Court has upset a 45-year precedent, ruling it unconstitutional for universities to consider race in admissions. Now, the 14th Amendment is supposed to promise equal protection. Uh But if everyone was actually treated equally, we wouldn't have had to put in affirmative action. Oh, come on. You are so full of And you know what they always do? It's like when they overturn Roe versus Wade. They try to, you know, the length of the precedent. Wow, it's a 45-year precedent. Hmm. Roe versus Wade. It's a 50-year precedent. Okay. Slavery was a 100-year precedent. Does that mean we should have kept it? I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is, no, we obviously shouldn't have kept it. But all of the people that are trying to, in a lot of ways, violate their own principle, you know, through the end around of words, ah, it's a precedent. Ah, we're not being treated equally. It's a, we're under attack. No, no, nobody's under attack in this day and age. Okay, we're the most tolerant and inclusive society the world has ever known. No matter what your color or creed happens to be, there is no better place on earth to be it than right here. That's why the Democrats hate Tim Scott so much. He's telling you the truth. When he went on The View, they told him what? He was the exception as a black man who got ahead. This happened on a TV set where three of the people sitting on the set were black millionaires. Think about that. The View is awful. Of course they are. But the problem is these people are race pimps. They can't see anything through the any prism but the one of division. Here's a little more whoopee, though. Again, this is a, you know, take this analysis seriously. This is a woman who once recommended Jill Biden to be the <laughs> Surgeon General. Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General, his wife. Yeah, Jill Biden. Jill Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would do never it. do it, but she, it, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I she's I a doctor like and PhD. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, don't oh, I could know. be wrong. Maybe I thought she was. Yeah, a I think she's, I don't know. she's. She's oh. a teacher, but. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Jill should be the Surgeon General. She's a hell of a doctor. <laughs> Not a doctor. Uh, let me give you a little more. I'll give you just the Joy Behar, and we'll get back to the phones. Eight 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 seven eight eight. Nine nine one zero. I'll give you a double. Here's Whoopi Clip 8. I want to also sort of read something that Clarence Thomas apparently said. Oh, gosh. He doesn't know what diversity is. Oh. That's what he said. Yeah. And, and so he doesn't, he doesn't get it. Well, let me pose this question to you, Justice Thomas. Could your mother and father vote in this country? 
because had the 14th Amendment actually had us on equal footing, they would have been able to vote. And you know why that changed? Because people got out and made it change. If we didn't have to, no one would do it. Who wants to get hit by water from a, a water hose? Nobody. But that's what people did in order to get the vote. So when you say you don't know what diversity is, I say you're full of it. First of all, he knows what diversity is. Second of all, understand this. She's talking about, oh, getting hit by a water hose. Okay, The View were the ones who spoke out against voter ID laws for black people. They were the ones who co-signed Joe Biden's claim that asking a black person for ID was worse than that era where people got hit by the fire hose. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. You understand? And The View was right there to cheer along Joe Biden when Major League Baseball took its all-star game out of the state of Georgia to punish the state for treating black people as equals who could get a voter ID, which I got a newsflash for you. Everything you do at a Major League Baseball game would require black people to have an ID. You want to pick up your tickets at the booth? Where's your ID? You want to buy a beer at the stadium? Where's your ID? You want to take out a loan so you can pay for a hot dog? Where's your ID? Okay, every single one of those corporations that boycotted Georgia for asking for an ID required an ID for their transactions. You don't think the airlines want an ID? Give me a break. Coca-Cola sells alcoholic beverages. What do those alcoholic beverages require? They require an ID. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And The View was right behind all of that soft bigotry of low expectations. Because what is The View really saying in fighting against this ruling? They're saying, well, this is, you know, it's racist towards black people because they can't get into schools if the playing field is level and we're just judged by the grades. But, yo, that is racist towards black people. You're absolutely right. No, you can't treat them as equals. They're not equal. That's the argument they're making. That is the argument. Okay, I played this clip earlier from MSNBC. This is essentially a verbatim take of what the New York Times said about this. It's fascinating. The New York Times said, in striking down affirmative action, the Supreme Court is going to make elite institutions predominantly white and Asian and will erase blacks and Latinos. Meaning what? If we just judge it based on the grades, the blacks and Latinos aren't going to get in. Are you kidding me? How are you even allowed to say that? Here was the clip. This is Eddie Gloud on MSNBC. This is clip five. Well, um... You know, to be honest with you, it, it, we will return to uh, elite institutions more, more specifically uh, being the space for a particular population, for predominantly white and Asian students. We will begin to see a kind of segregated uh, uh, higher education landscape. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And you are dumber if you believe what he just said. If you believe the schools are going to become less black, that means you're dumb enough to believe that black and Latino students aren't capable of getting the same grades as everybody else. Trust me, we are all created equal. And we are all as capable as we want to be. There are poor people in every ethnicity. There are smart people. There are dumb people. But so much of what you do in this country is based on your own self-reliance and determination. Plenty of people rise from the ashes of poverty to become spectacular successes. 
Clarence Scott, a descendant of slaves. Tim Scott, a descendant of slaves. Okay, they didn't let society define them. They didn't let the world they were born into define them. They didn't let the circumstance they were born into define them. They let their work ethic define them, and they had the ability to do that. Why? Freedom! Okay, this idea that they want you to believe, nah, well, that's it for black people and Latinos. They'll never do it on their own. Give me a break. Number one. Number two, we know it's not going to change anyway because the colleges are going to keep on deploying their own version of affirmative action. Harvard basically said so. I'm going to give you two key pulls from Harvard's response to the Supreme Court ruling really quick. Today, the Supreme Court delivered its decision in students for fair admissions versus president and fellows of Harvard College. The court held that Harvard College's admission system does not comply with the principles of the Equal Protection Clause embodied in Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. Title the court also ruled that colleges and universities may consider in admission decisions an applicant's discussion of how race affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise. We will certainly comply with the court's decision. So what are they basically saying? Well, we can't just bring people in or kick people out based on the color of their skin. But we can let them write an essay on what it was like growing up in that skin color and consider that in our application process, which is a very clever way of saying we're going to keep on doing it. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Let me give you a little more. The heart of our extraordinary institution is its people. Harvard will continue to be a vibrant community whose members come from all walks of life all over the world. To our students, faculty, staff, researchers, and alumni, past, present, and future who call Harvard your home, please know that you are and always will be Harvard. Your remarkable contributions to our community and the world drive Harvard's distinction. Nothing today has changed that, which means they're still going to strive to be a Benetton ad, and that's fine. Nobody's against uh, diversity. Okay? But what we wish they would embrace on these college campuses is diversity of thought. Okay? Are any of them welcoming diversity of thought? The answer would be no. Colleges used to teach you how to think. Now they teach you what to think. Okay? And that's the biggest concern of all. Okay, is these colleges that are on board with affirmative action are on board with it because they want people thinking we're an oppressive racist hellhole where they can't get ahead. That's part of the scam. 888-788-9910. Quick reset. I got to have a chat with my man. Jerry is out in St. Louis and apparently has some local intel for me. Jerry. Jimmy Paylor, how are you, sir? I'm pumped up to get out to your hood. Sounds good, man. It's going to be hot this weekend, though. That's what I was told. But you know what? I'm yeah. I'm used to new, that New York humidity, and you always got some weirdo leaning on you because it's too crowded here. Am I going to at least have some space? Can I just sweat on myself for a day? <laughs> yeah. Spread out, everybody. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, the other guy that called in earlier obviously didn't have a whole lot of uh, intel on it. But St. Louis has got a great Italian community. It's called The Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, a bunch, a bunch of really great uh, delis and restaurants, Viviano's and Antonito's, a bunch of great restaurants. And so you should, you should make a, make an effort to get down there. You would enjoy it, my friend. To the hill. Down to the hill, yes, sir. Oh, Jerry, I'll be there and I'll make you proud. I'll post a picture. You'll hear all about it when I get back on the radio. Thank you, buddy. All right. Good stuff, right, my man. Good. Jerry's going to get me fat, by the way, if you guys are listening. Jerry said go right for the Italian <laughs> That's not Come on, Jerry, this isn't good That boy is a P.I.G. pig That's what they're saying about me in wardrobe right now, Jerry None of my clothes fit I figured Jerry was going to call up and be like There's, you know, it's a great healthy salad place You might want to check out No, no, 
you're telling me to fly right into the storm, which means I'm going to come back from vacation and they're going to have that guy following me around who knocks all the food out of my hand so I don't look too fat on TV. Put that cookie down now. Great. He's already here. Way to go, Jerry. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of this thing. Barry is out in Los Angeles where I may or may not be heading. Barry! Jimmy, so um, just want you sort of hit on the topic a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of these schools that are just going to go under the table. Um, of course. And, you know, like the UC system, which is considered probably the best public school, public university system in the world, is uh, they're not accepting SAT, ACT scores anymore. They're not even mm-hmm. accepting them. Nope. And a lot of them, a lot of the universities are basically, it's optional to do it. And I believe Columbia is not accepting them either in the Ivy League. Yep. So it's, while I like the decision, it's, it's more window dressing than anything. I agree. And, and that's the thing. They're going to find their own workaround. Um, and, you know, the truth is everybody, and this is the part that I just find to be the scam really quick. Everybody who's taking the position that this is going to harm the educational opportunities for students of color is in the way of school choice. The only people who oppose school choice are the Democrats. And that's obviously because of the teachers unions. But understand, if you really like actually care, you actually go address school choice because the idea that we shouldn't start, we shouldn't be, you know, standing up for the quality of an education until someone's 18 seems a little bit late to the race, you know? Well, you hit on uh, right when you started talking this morning, you hit on the topic, you know, know, half of these Democrats truly are racist and they truly do believe lesser of black. They believe black people need their help because they're just lesser individuals. And then the other half of the Democrat Party know that and they just take advantage of it. Oh. They, they basically fuel the fire with this kind of A thousand crap. percent. You have the race pimps who know it's a scam, but they get rich, you know, spreading it. And then you have the other people like the older Democrats, the Bidens of the world. I mean, they actually think black people are, are lesser than. It's kind of gross. Exactly. And it's like they don't see how obvious it is because it's emotional for them. So they're not thinking. But, uh, Barry, you were thinking today. Good call, man. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Uh, Chris is out in St. Louis. We have spoken before, but Chris has returned with more recommendations. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm, uh, I'm, not, oh, yeah. I'm not armed with my family today. They're packing. Oh, you're not? Okay. No, they're, they're packing. We're, going, we're really well, going through talking. with this. Pardon? No, I said we're really going through with this trip, so they had to pack. <laughs> they're packing. Good mm-hmm. deal. It go. will be hot, that's for sure. That's but you about. keep mentioning uh, barbecue, and you're going to be at Ballpark Village, and they have salt and smoke, and that's really good. Ooh. Um, there's Pappy's Smokehouse, also very good. Ooh. Um, and that's going to be near downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saturday night, I don't know if you're into soccer, but St. Louis City has got a big game against Colorado at the brand-new soccer stadium, and it's amazing. What? So that's great. So let me go back. Pappy's is called what? Pappy's Smokehouse? Pappy's Smokehouse. Boom. And what was the other barbecue joint? Salt and Smoke. It's oh. at Ballpark Village. So oh, you're right so I'm there. I'm sure I'll be there because I have to do an interview tomorrow with the guy who runs Ballpark Village. Right. And then I'm going to be well, interviewing some, peep, some people going to the game. No, that's rad. Um, Tell them to get you some barbecue because there's, I, I think it's 
uh, you know, I don't know if you have to order it ahead of time. I don't know how that works. No, but we'll make it If you work. want some barbecue, make sure he gets you something salt and smoke. Oh, Chris, you spoil me rotten, girlfriend. Um, While well, have... you're talking about food, we already got <laughs> the hill covered a couple times now. <laughs> so you know about that. But I'm like, well, you might want barbecue. So there you go. <laughs> well, wish the makeup team luck because I'm going to be in bad shape when I get back. Uh, thanks, girlfriend. Oh, dear. I'll make you proud. I'll see you soon, Chris. Be well. Uh, the great Chris. We always love talking to her. She knows things. Anybody out there was a St. Louis recommendation for the Fowler family, you can certainly weigh in and let us know. Uh, we are headed your way. And if you want to be on TV, I'm going to be filming tomorrow uh, outside the St. Louis Cardinals game. Cardinals playing the Yankees, and me and Lincoln are going to be talking some smack to the locals. So come by. Uh, we'll interview you on camera. It'll be pretty funny. It's going to air on the 4th of July. Uh, you could probably buy all of our beers. Uh, although I heard St. Louis isn't as bad as New York in terms of what they charge you. Like New York, I don't even drink the beer because I couldn't get a cosigner. My gosh, it's crazy. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener. At 888-788-9910. Going to be talking to Tim Scott in a little while. We're also going to be talking to Fox and Friends first host, Todd Pyro. Uh, I was on with he and the great Carly Shimkus this morning. Tonight at 9 p.m., myself and Carly Shimkus. Getting the band back together will be on the Sean Hannity Show. Me and my good pal Carly. Check it out. I need the ratings. Come on, man. Uh, Right now, the conversation being dominated by the Supreme Court's ruling on affirmative action. Here's Joe Biden. He had just given a speech at the White House. Biden came out and addressed the country in regards to the court's ruling a few minutes ago. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did, and we have clips we can play for him to prove it. But uh, here is Biden condemning this decision. It's clip 25. The dissent states in today's decision, quote, rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress, end of quote. I agree with that statement from the dissent. From, from the dissent. <clears throat> the court has effectively ended affirmative action in college admissions. And I strongly, strongly disagree with the court's decision. Of course he does. Biden doesn't support things being awarded based on merit. Because if it came down to qualifications, his son wouldn't have gotten $10 million from Ukraine. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, but understand, everybody telling you this is a bad thing is infantilizing the black community. It's racist. And now what you're going to get over the course of the weekend is cries to stack the Supreme Court. Well, we didn't get the ruling we want. So upend the court until we do. That's not a democracy. That's also not a court of law. That's just trying to rig the game. That is a one-party rule. You understand? Every time the Democrats do something like, oh, we got to reduce inflation. So we're going to spend all your money on climate change. What a fraud. Total fraud. But what do they say? This is what the people voted for. The people voted for this agenda. They gave us this power. Great. Well, the people voted to give Republicans six justices on the court. And that's what you're watching play out is the vote as the voice of the people. Americans don't want affirmative action. They do not want to be judged based on the color of their skin. The color of your skin is probably the least interesting thing about you next to what you're sexually attracted to. Nobody cares. OK, we've integrated society. We're just people. We all want the same things. We want to make money. OK, we want to eat some good food. We want to have a couple of laughs. 
Okay, maybe you want to travel, see the world, watch a couple of good movies, hook up with some people, whatever the hell you're into, whatever the hell you're attracted to. We all want these basic things. That's what we want. Okay, access to worship as we please, raise our family in an affordable, safe environment. Every single race wants these things. And we know that now because we've integrated society. Okay, racism was a byproduct of ignorance. People hated things and feared things they didn't know anything about. But now we know everything about everybody. Okay, because it's blasted from the heavens everywhere we go on social media, on our phones, on the news, at the ball game. Every single one of these diversity and equity and inclusion initiatives is on everything we do. It's on ice cream. Ben and Jerry's puts social justice slogans on ice cream. Think about that. When I was a little kid, my white parents used to yell at me for eating too much ice cream. Okay, now my ice cream yells at me for having white parents. It is a backwards time to be alive. But here's the last thing about Biden, because this is again, this is important. What do the Democrats always tell us that the Republicans are undermining faith in our democracy? They're delegitimizing our institutions. Here's Biden trashing the court. Clip 30. Is this a rogue court? This is not a normal court. Whoa, 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 hey, ho. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? The guy who told us. Oh, Republicans, they're undermining faith in everything. They're delegitimizing our institutions. Just turned around and said with a straight face, this is not a normal court. This is absolutely gross. Oh, it's disgusting. Because this is what it is. If they get their way, you know, they win an election, our elections are free and fair. But if they lose the election, what do they say? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Wait, oh, wait, oh, wait a minute here. It's, I'm telling you, man, it's all a giant double standard. And, you know, sharp people see through it at this point. It's kind of hard not to. But what's going on today is a very emotional moment. The Supreme Court strikes down what Biden called out as, ah, oh, it's a you know, 45-year precedent. What does that mean? There were things that went on in this country for 100 years that were terrible. We didn't let them stand because they were precedent. <laughs> we got rid of them because we knew it was the right thing to do. Peggy's out in St. Louis. She has more, more suggestions. Peggy, is that true? It's true. How are you? I'm great, Peggy. I'm excited to get out to the 314. Okay. Yeah, you need to go to McGurk's in Soulard. And McGurk's is a the best Irish bar in the city. Great patio, great food, live Irish music, Ooh. and it's it's phenomenal. You'd love it. Oh, come on, that's a big deal. And that's good because I have yeah. I have I have my fourteen year old, he's my designated driver. Uh so Yeah, I can... and it's not far from the stadium. Oh, it's is that just true? South of the stadium. Oh, right. Okay. It's actually near the brewery. Oh, near Budweiser. I love, I love this. Um let me ask you this. When yeah. I if I yeah. get if my flight, assuming it takes off on time, which is a rarity right now on the East Coast, um, right. and I get in in the morning, is there a breakfast joint I could go to? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't get, go any place up there near the okay. airport. I no, mean, no, I'm not no, sure no, 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 no. I meant I meant in St. Louis. I don't care. Downtown somewhere. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, actually, Molly's also in Soulard has a great breakfast. Ooh. All right, we'll talk about it. I'm actually like taking notes. Like you're, <laughs> this is funny. You're like, but, yeah, you're. Yeah, but I wanted to let you know, um, they're going to do a, a Roger Maris bobblehead giveaway. Cardinals are. What and night? I know, obviously, you're. 
I think it's Saturday. Yeah, I'd have to look. You're going to you're going to laugh. Both teams. I'm going yeah. I'm going to the game Friday and Sunday with Lincoln. I'm not going okay, Saturday. Okay, might be Sunday. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to ask him to move but, it if I have to. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you can probably get one, you know. That's awesome. But because he played for both teams. Yes, so. that's awesome. I think that's, yeah. ama- I think that's yeah. amazing. Oh, come on, Peggy. Well, enjoy your stay, uh-huh. and, and and I listen to you every day, and keep on, keep on keeping on. Oh, Peg. <laughs> come on, girlfriend. I'm going to get emotional. Thank you for that. There she goes, the great Peggy. One more. Christian's out in St. Louis with more ideas. Christian. Hey, Jimmy. What's up, man? My man. Uh, we're getting ready to hit the road. Uh, coming out to your hood, as you know. You guys Finally. are you guys are kind of, kind, of, kind of the flight control tower right now with all these directions. Uh, what am yeah. I supposed to hit up, man? Actually, so far, the suggestions are, are spot on. Ooh. Um, personally, McGurk's, Molly's, Happy's Barbecue. Uh, for my taste. Salt and smoke's a little overrated. Okay. I hope they're not listening. Oh, they're fine. Go ahead. But Pappy's, you can't go wrong. You're going to be very close by. Oh, all right. Well, we'll make it all work. I'm going to, I'm going to try to Where, hit as much of it as I can. Are you staying downtown? Yeah, I don't. I man, I wish I had it in front of me. I'd tell you the name of the place, but I know they said it's a five minute walk from the ballpark. Yeah, you're, yeah. I I have a general idea. But uh, every everywhere we go, dude, we we drive everywhere. Like everywhere. Okay. So if you tell me something's 30 minutes away, we'll enjoy going 30 minutes away. We don't care if it's an hour away. Oh, I mean, St. Louis actually is a pretty good, has a pretty good restaurant scene. Okay. I mean, there's hundreds of places. If you can get into a place called Little Fox, mm-hmm. it is, it's technically downtown. Um, it's hard to get into, but. The food and drink is um, is pretty amazing. I'll give you one other place that wasn't mentioned. It's called Yellow Belly. Ooh. And it's in the Central West End mm-hmm. called Yellow Belly. I'm listening. Uh, that's definitely worth um, a try. Ooh. Um, and let me ask you this. Do any of these joints, I know Molly serves breakfast, but I'm going to be there enough, like, three, four days. Is there anybody else who serves breakfast? You can go if you can get in, and you don't, and you don't have to wait too long. Um, we call it Midtown or Clayton. Uh, there's a First Watch. Oh yeah, First Watch is great. I know First Watch. Well, we got a couple of those here. Oh, that's a win. Right. Um, but yeah, Soulard's pretty. Soulard's fun. Oh. Those were good. Those were good suggestions. Was it Peggy? I think. Yeah. No, you guys are hot right now. All right, I'm gonna. You know. You have a good time. I will dish out a travel agent report card when I get back. Good stuff, Christian. I appreciate the help. Uh, sorry if my Yankees rough up your Cardinals this weekend. Good stuff. Uh, here's the thing, man. Uh, we're we're going to be in St. Louis tomorrow, and we'll be there filming for Fox tomorrow afternoon at the Cardinals game. Uh, tomorrow night I'm watching the Cardinals. Saturday I have to go find friends and buddies who live out there. Sunday I'll be back at the Cardinals game. It's a day game. And then Monday night we fly home. So if you're out on the St. Louis restaurant scene, there's a good chance you're running to me, Jenny, and Lincoln. Because <laughs> all we do is go on vacation. We just drive around and eat things. That's kind of what we do. Uh, so that's kind of what we'll be doing. So if you see me on TV wearing Spanx Tuesday night, uh, you can thank all the callers to the show. Back after this with Todd Pyro. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. Domingo Herman 
one out away from forever. Grounded to third. Donaldson has it. There it is. Perfection for Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman has thrown the 24th perfect game in baseball history. The fourth perfect game in Yankees history. And you will always remember where you were June 28th of 2023. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon tipping the cap to Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman, who secured a place in eternity. Uh, joining us now, a man who I know was greatly appreciative of those efforts. He throws a perfect game of his own every morning on Fox and Friends First with Carly Shimkus. I am talking about the lovely and talented Todd Pyro. Wow, the Yankees. I didn't throw a perfect game just now because I had these headphones on and oh. they're not plugged in. So I'm like, <laughs> why am I not hearing anything? I'm looking around like I because I could faintly hear the Domingo Herman thing in the background. Obviously, I know the story. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And then you say, perfect game. Nope. Um, <laughs> Pyro just got yanked in the first, actually. Yeah, seriously. No, it was big. Great win for the Yanks. We're excited. Uh, my, I was watching that with my son Lincoln. It was 6 nothing, and I had to be up to do your show. Thank you. And so I was 11 o'clock at night, and I went to bed. And uh, Lincoln woke me up an hour later. He's like, I threw a perfect game. And I was like, so I was actually resentful because my son likes to give fake sports updates. That's the thing. <laughs> That's so, actually kind of funny. But it is funny. But he'll come in convincingly, like every like month and a half. And be like, I, oh my, I can't believe the Giants traded Daniel Jones. This is crazy. I thought they just re-signed him, and you're like, come on, stop it. And then, like, you go through it, and you find out it's fake. So I assumed he was just waking me up to bust my balls, and then I looked it up, and I was like, wow, he threw a perfect game. So uh, I, I missed that, but I have relived it multiple times since. Here's my problem. I'm really negative today on a perfect game. People are giving me, like, weird looks. I, I despise Josh Donaldson. I just went on a tirade on the Big Money Show because <laughs> Brenberg's a Twins fan. Yes, of course. So I'm like, you gave us that pile of excrement, a third baseman. I was worried every time I watched that clip that he's going to botch the, the hit to third base because yes. he's been botching things left and right lately. Also, don't want to get into this, but I feel like this is the first forum I can. <laughs> Domingo Herman is not the most sympathetic uh-huh. person. Yeah. You can go look it up on the line I for know. yourself. Uh-huh. I would love if this had been Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez looks like he should be selling hot dogs <laughs> out on 6th <laughs> Avenue here, and then he eats most of his supply. Yeah. I want Nestor Cortez to throw a perfect. Wow. There I said it. Don't hold out hope. It's only happened uh, four times in Yankee history. Seriously. Uh, but all four times they won the World Series. But I did hear you say on Fox and Friends first this morning, you don't even think they're going to the playoffs. Carly had a great moment. I was like, there's a common thread between all these that mm-hmm. won't happen. She's like, they all begin with D, all the first names. I'm like, you just won the segment. Well done. <laughs> She's right. Don oh. Larson, David Cohn, David, David Wells, Wells and Herman. Domingo Herman. David Wells, by the way, was at the New Year's Eve broadcast in Nashville this year. Wow. And is a Foxer. He's a Fox fan. Awesome guy? Question mark? He, he was at, no, he was actually really cool. Awesome. Taller than you thought and skinnier. I said, I know. I, I said, you're like, you're not in shape to pitch right now. I'm like, you look skinny. Another big Foxer, one Goose Gossage. Is that true? <sighs> Tip of the cap to the Goose. Well, I met Goose once, and Goose... Um, yeah, yeah, he 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 a follows fan. the mantra. Oh, I'll take it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I listen. Goose Gossage was like uh, in my house growing up. You know, he was a big deal. Really, Goose, even when he became a Texas Ranger, even when he was a San Diego Padre. Wow, Goose Gossage was a big deal. Now, Pyro, I want you to know, you're not the only New Jersey resident in the. Well, you're not even a New Jersey resident. You're actually a Connecticut resident, are you not? True, but I originated, originated in New in Jersey. Jersey. Yes, thank you. Well, we have some mo- Jersey muscle calling into the show. Heidi's been waiting to get on for a very specific reason. She claims. Domingo Herman is not the only person to throw a perfect game. She has something to say about Jenny Fela. Heidi! How are you? 
Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike. great. Todd and I are excited to hear from you. I love Todd. I love you too, Heidi. Go Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Todd's the Um, bomb. I'm supposed to be packing for vacation, Mm -hmm. but here I am wanting to talk to my favorite, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Um, We have a house down in LBI, Mm -hmm. and your lovely and wonderful wife, Jenny, made me a beautiful custom stove cover. Oh, get out of here. Yes. That's what she's doing and in the garage at night? I th- I just thought, it, I saw her all the empties. Man. She's awesome. And she's such a sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. Isn't she? You're a lucky man. Uh, listen, no, no. I'm not. Everyone says that. Like, you're so lucky. I'm like, I'm not lucky. I have game. I am absolutely entitled to this. <laughs> it's a, everybody says, like, oh, wow, good for No, stop it. I fought the ground war on this one. I kid, Heidi. <laughs> But she is she is a good she is a good egg. Like for whoever denied her the self worth that she should have is a hero to me. <laughs> whoever that man was who mistreated her in her high teens, early twenties. Because <laughs> if she ever realizes her street value, I'm sitting here as a single man, just a Jesus. fat single guy. Oh. Oh, tell her seriously. Everybody who walks in my house says, oh, "Wow, where'd you get that?" Oh, Heidi. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, Beautiful. I will tell Jenny. She's got an extra trip to Chick-fil-A coming this Sunday. Uh, good stuff, girlfriend. <laughs> Heidi, have a great trip down to LBI. I just caught that. Yeah. yeah. Well, treat her like a queen. We're going right to White Castle. Uh, Pyro. So we were talking. To he- Heidi wanted to get, get a shout-in into Jenny, and I'm very pro-Jenny, as you know. Sure. As you should be. But, but this does matter. Um, where is your wife from originally? Connecticut. She is. So she's up. She's outside of the immediate New York, like the city area. Yeah. Suburb of, of New York City. Fun, but that. that's it's better. It's already better. There's something about and I always say this to people is the further you get away from the actual city, the better the people become. Really? That's my theory. Yes. Now, there's a lot of people in this city that I like, but I can just tell you in my history, like I, I knew absolutely knew. Uh, when I met Jenny in like 30 seconds, that I was going to marry this girl. Okay, I didn't say we we're going to be happy. I said we we're going to marry <laughs> because I did. It was just a, it's just a different vibe. I think we run on a level of agitation and adversity here that I don't think is always sustainable. So I think it helps to have that other balance. Like so what's Jenny grew the up radius? In a dairy farm. What's the radius? Because my whole family grew up in Nutley, New Jersey. Yeah, which is like right across the river. But it's across the river. But it's across the river. Okay, they so were, it just were, needs to be – it could be like Jersey City, Weehawken. Far You're, enough away that they never thought it was cool to light police cars on fire in 2020. Duly noted. Can you just give me that? I'll give you that. If a guy has to, like, rise up in defense of women and children on the subway and choke a homeless guy, you don't want to imprison him for life because you realize it's going to put more women and children in danger. Just a, just a degree of reasonableness. That's there, all I want. Or all these stories about the death spiral of the city because yes. nobody's coming to work here, which yep. means no money for things, and yet they raise the taxes – it is a disaster. And people like, oh, you're just exaggerating. No, I'm not. No. Smell the city right now. <laughs> I'm not. We need Batman to come, but they're renaming him Bat-Person, and he's not coming because he doesn't care. But Todd Pyro, I, I don't This might have been the weirdest promo for a late-night comedy show, but you will be on <laughs> Gutfeld tonight. With that, watch Gutfeld. At 11, Todd Pyro in the house. He's the bomb. You heard Heidi say it herself. Thanks for this. I'm glad you didn't explode in studio. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And it is a big hour on this show because Tim Scott, the man running for president from the great state of South Carolina, a historic figure who was the first black American elected to both houses of Congress, 
is going to join us to weigh in on the liberal meltdown over the Supreme Court's ruling to overturn affirmative action. Today, we take one step closer to realizing Martin Luther King's dream of living in a country where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Yet the Democrats are telling us this is a bad thing. Democrats are so full of crap. We'll discuss it with Senator Scott. We'll discuss it with you as well. 888-788-9910. If you want a piece of my final hour on the radio for quite some time, I am on vacation next week. I get to go away with Jenny and Lincoln, uh, finish up my book, watch a little bit of baseball. We'll be eating our way through St. Louis over the weekend. Uh, If you are a sports fan, I'm going to be at the Cardinals game tomorrow night, and we will be filming uh, for Fox News uh, right outside the stadium. We're going to be doing some interview stuff for the 4th of July special that will air on the 4th of July. Uh, But right now, TV can have a break, and let's do a little damn radio. And before we do that, a quick shout-out is in order and long overdue. Uh, One of our affiliates, probably one of our favorite affiliates, because I've spent a good amount of time there, uh, and it's a area and a market I've been driving through for most of my adult life on the way to see Jenny's family out in Ohio, uh, if you know, is Connect FM out in Dubois, Pennsylvania, uh, in the whole Clearfield area, uh, which is really funny to me and I will always have a sentimental place in my heart for because back when I was a New York City cab driver and Lincoln was a newborn, uh, Jenny and I used to meet her parents halfway between New York and Ohio, and we used to give them baby Lincoln so they could spend some time with him uh, while we were at work, and then we'd meet him a week later. So there was a time in my life where we were getting off uh, – man, oh boy, oh man, exit 120 on Route 80. If you're familiar with the area, we'd get off at exit 120, and we'd meet them in the Dutch Pantry parking lot, and we'd hand them a baby in the middle of the night. This could be a problem. And understand we'd be doing so in like a New York City taxi. Then we'd make a U-turn and drive back to New York. And I got to be honest, if you were a local and you saw this go down, you were thinking to yourself, What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? It looked a lot like human trafficking, like we were selling a baby over the Internet. Uh, But I can confirm that was our child. Miraculously, we were never busted by the authorities. But in a phenomenal moment of serendipity, uh, we were approached uh, over two years ago now by the great Jay Philippone out there at Connect FM. And uh, I have received a package from them. Uh, since joining this fine affiliate, we went out there. Uh, we hosted their community awards uh, one time. We couldn't go back a second time because they didn't trust Mikey around an open bar. Kind of a true story, actually. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but we'll be back. You never know. Uh, but we did just receive a correspondence from Chuck Johnson and Jay. Uh, and this correspondence comes via the Queen of Tarts Bakery. Uh, Lauren is the owner of Queen of Tarts. She has sent us a big box of cookies. And Lauren, all I will say is just outstanding stuff. We had a brookie, which is a brownie slash cookie. There's a chocolate chip in there. There's a peanut butter fudge fiasco in there. I mean, I got to tell you, you really could be charging me a, a guy of, of my physique like three ninety nine a minute to hear you describe cookies on the air. I love it when you talk dirty. For real? <laughs> I know. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Could you speak a little slower then? We got a peanut butter chocolate chip. <laughs> like, believe this is a hot turn on to me. Uh, but the point is, Lauren did a phenomenal job. If you are at the Queen of Tarts Bakery, uh, if you are anywhere in the vicinity of the Queen of Tarts Bakery, 
Uh, you need to patronize this establishment. It was phenomenal. And I can assure you the next time the failers are barreling through Pennsylvania, uh, we will be making a stop off to see the Queen of Tarts herself. So this buds for you, Lauren, and the entire gang out at the Queen of Tarts Bakery. Now, my fat issues aside, let's try and move on with the show, shall we? <laughs> got to do that. I mean, just listen, if I get one more note from wardrobe, here's the one I got this morning. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. I didn't even think they could say that in corporate America, but it's, it's right there. I've got an email to prove it. I'm like, yeah, we saw you on Fox and Friends first. Would you stop it already? <laughs> That's not good, man. Uh, you know what else is not good? All of these race pimps who claim they stand for equality, okay, until equality is handed to them. Chuck Schumer tweeted a little while ago in response to this ruling. Chuck Schumer is a clown. <laughs> it's so good because this is what you call a cell phone. Chuck Schumer tweeting that so today's ruling by the Supreme Court shows just how far we have to go to get equality in this nation. <laughs> okay, the ruling by the Supreme Court gives us equality. It says you cannot discriminate based on the color of someone's skin. That's equality. The Democrats are telling you that the ability to eliminate this discriminatory tool is inequality. You're not telling me the truth. It's not a come on, man. This is a quality. This is a level playing field. This is a colorblind application process, which, to be clear, is still not going to be the case. Harvard already issued a statement saying the court says we can't just make determinations based on skin color. However, we can consider a student's essay about what it was like to grow up in their unique set of circumstances, meaning they're still going to continue to screw over Asian students. Do you understand the reason this lawsuit was brought is because Asian students weren't getting into Harvard despite the fact that they were in the upper 1% of applicants. People who were getting in were in the lower 40% of applicants. Okay. Some of them were getting in and having their transcripts sealed. Don't be thick, all right? Okay. One of them actually, yeah, did go on to be president, Barack Obama. But Barack Obama's wife, uh, earlier in the day today, took time out to tweet from one of her three mansions that black women can't get ahead in this country. Oh, shut up, woman. I mean, dude, you're in a bunch of mansions. You did just fine, okay? Lots of people are doing just fine. This idea that in 2023 we're supposed to be pretending it's 1823 is insulting to everyone's intelligence, but it's most profoundly insulting to black people. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Everyone thinks black people are equal except the Democrats. The Democrats who told you black people aren't capable of getting a voter ID, so you can't pass a voter ID law. Yo, that's not equality. That's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Okay, everyone thinks that black people are equal, except the Democrats that say eliminating affirmative action means black people won't get into college. What are you saying, that they can't score as well as everyone else? Of course they can. Everyone, every race, every gender, every ethnicity can do whatever the hell it wants if it puts its mind to it. There's nothing out there. There's no data that says one race is superior. Are you crazy? But that's what they're running with in this moment. And then the underhanded, uh, you know, assumption is, well, it's not to say they're not equal. It's to say the schools just won't want them there. Oh, really? The schools that are inventing new forms of racism by the second because that's what they sell now. Schools have become woke 
daycares. It's not student activism the way you knew it as a kid. Student activism when you were a kid, they used to march for free speech rights. Now they march to cancel speakers, to deny them their speech rights. It's the opposite. And the colleges know it's absurd. Okay, they assaulted Riley Gaines when she showed up to San Francisco State University to say that biological men shouldn't be competing against biological women. On the 50th anniversary of Title IX, okay, they shouted down a woman who was there to defend a level playing field for biological women. On the 50th anniversary of the bill that granted women equality in sports, liberals were now denying women equality in sports and telling you in the same breath they were just looking out for women by doing it. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Okay, give me a break, dude. But you understand, in college in this day and age, the colleges love the grift, okay? Obviously, they want diversity because we all do. Diversity is great. Diversity is a fabulous thing. But when it comes to achievements, we do need it to be a meritocracy. You don't get somebody just because. We've never had a gay transportation secretary before. Okay, but we got Pete Buttigieg, despite the fact that he was profoundly unqualified to be that transportation secretary. Okay, there are tens of thousands, dare I say, millions of gay men who could be a good transportation secretary. Pete Buttigieg just isn't one of them. Okay, we've never had a black female vice president before. There are tens of millions of black women in this country who could be a better vice president than the one we chose. Okay, Kamala Harris is a circus clown. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. But getting past all of that and getting past, you know, the fact that we would want a meritocracy just because like, hey, if you get on a plane or a train, okay, you want the pilot who knows how to fly the, the plane, who knows how to drive the train. That's all you want. Okay, you never sit there and go, oh, this smooth landing was great, but. Would it be better if we had some other guy in there? No, you wouldn't. Okay, that's the point. And it's not to say we should be denying anybody access to be that pilot, but we're not doing that. This is all pretend depression. And the reason colleges are fine with a pretend depression is because as long as the students are coming to campus and they're protesting and picketing and screaming over pretend depression, over which restroom we can use, over whether or not we're all going to die of climate change, Okay, as long as everybody's focused on those grievances, they're not going to pay attention to the biggest grievance they should all have, which is the fact that the cost of tuition is exploding, but the available jobs to go with those degrees is shrinking rapidly. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. That's the grift of college. They love the idea of student protest. They love the idea of policing Halloween costumes and mascots and speeches. Because it gives the kids the belief that they're doing some good in the world. It convinces the kids that their college experience was worth the half a million dollar loan. (laughs) Then the kids get out of college and they try to go get some type of a degree with an art history major. And, you know, that can't be good. Never good. Okay, but that's the grift of college right now. College will continue to admit as many people of color as they should. I mean, why wouldn't you invent anybody the hell you want? Okay, but I'm telling you, if you want to help people of any race, of any race, the way to do it is to hold them to an equal standard. We live in a global economy. Okay, you're going to be competing with people from all around the world for jobs now. You do not want to lower our educational standards 
in the name of empathy, in the name of empowerment, because you're not empowering people. You're actually undermining them by giving them a lesser than education. I think he's got a point. Okay, you think about that. The Democrats would tell you, oh, today's a step back of the minority community. The Democrats oppose school choice. School choice, okay, would allow people in failing inner city schools to go to other schools. Do the Democrats support that? The answer would be no. No. In the Democratic worldview, you're trapped in a school. You're trapped in a school. Okay, they don't want to upend the current business model because the teachers union is the biggest lobbyist arm of the Democratic Party. So every time the Democrats do what the teachers unions want, they can then call them up and go, please give us money. That's how it works. Ah, these guys want school choice. Uh, Please give us money. All right, no school choice. All right, these guys want to reopen schools. Please give us money. All right, we'll keep them closed. That's how this works, you understand. So the Democrats love this. They make so much money off the teachers' unions. The Democrats profit by holding back black students. That's reality. Like, that is a thing. We're going to talk about it with Tim Scott. I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. That is reality, okay? He will speak to what I just said. Okay, and understand this whole entire college grift. Oh, the colleges love that this happened because they can still admit black students. And now, if anything, this gives them a bigger lane to claim oppression. Well, we're letting you in, and thank God we are because the government's systemically racist. The government wants to ignore the color of your skin and just treat you based on the merits. And you're like, is anyone listening to themselves? Because that's not racist. Racist is making determinations on how someone will behave, on what someone is worth, based on the color of their skin. That's what affirmative action was. It was racist. Now, the truth is nobody is being denied access to a college education as a result of this ruling who wants to work hard and get the grades and get in. Okay, but the truth is if we were denying you access to a college education under this setup, we might actually be doing you a favor. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Tim Scott joining us in the next break. Right now, my man Martin out in Lake of the Ozarks. Martin! Jimmy. My man. It gets too hot in St. Louis. We've got that big, beautiful lake for you this coming weekend. Okay, buddy? I bet it's going to be too rowdy for me on that lake. I mean, it, oh, it, it gets Jimmy, nuts. we can find you a quiet cove. You know how it is. <laughs> I have to work Friday. You don't know. You don't know what, what could become a Saturday. I'm just telling you now. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I can find somebody to give you a ride on a boat. Oh, I don't doubt it. But the last boat I was on out there, I almost didn't get off alive, as you know. It got a little rowdy. Um, you made a good point to Mikey uh, that I would love it if you could share it with the audience because it's true. Yeah, so we'll enlighten everybody mm-hmm. and ask the age-old question. If you're the top one percenter to trying to get into Harvard and you get the Knicks, why would you want to go there? Because everybody knows that Harvard is like rubber stamping people through and trying to indoctrinate them into this ideology that the left has going on why not apply to the princeton the yale uh heck for crying out loud if you're that smart one percenter trying to get into harvard you can probably go to oxford like my good friend from high school emily wentz did Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me that they they want to go to this university that clearly is not for 
what we all remember Harvard was when uh, yeah it was a big when deal. I was growing up when you were growing up yeah it was a big deal isn't it it's so weird because now they're charging you oh my goodness the money they charge and they're just teaching you to like hate America it's so it's bizarre man and I'm trying to figure out why the government has to write them a check if they got a sixty billion dollar endowment yep like. What's the game? To take a line from Joe, what's the game going on here? Huh? <laughs> it's the same game they're playing at Berkeley and everywhere else. They get the wild subsidies, and yeah. they they're just grievance factories. But again, they like the grievance. The grievance thing is like such a cash cow for them, because as long as you're mad at the government, as long as you're mad at the you know the people who support women and everything like that, then you don't get mad at the school, and you don't realize well, you're you're off the campus by the time you realize the school was your enemy the whole time. Well, the the side of the the uh, citizenry that's mad at the government, they'll never want to consider even putting in place because that citizenry goes down the road to the tech school and learns a trade and figures out how to make a hundred thousand dollars a year going to school for two years yep. and not costing themselves a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loans. Oh, it's so true. The people who, it's like I should write a self help book on how to make it to the middle. Because you can kill it in the middle because you don't have the overhead everybody else does. Like the people living. What the, is the middle, Jimmy? The people. Well, I think it's what you just described. It's the people who have a modest level of education, not not an elite degree, not eight years of school, but a manageable, a manageable burden when it comes to their education outlay and a decent quality of life. I mean, that's the truth is like every one of these jobs comes with a lifestyle. I know a lot of people rich who work in media that are going to blow their brains out. And I know a lot of poor cab drivers that you'd love to hang out with this weekend. They, my cab buddies could handle your lake, pal. (laughs) Tell them to come on down. All right, we'll work it out. Good talk, my man. Have a great weekend. If I don't see you on the pontoon boats, there he goes. The great Martin, Tim Scott joining us next. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you follow me regularly, you know that I'll be appearing tonight on the Sean Hannity Show at 9 p.m. Uh, but there was a guest on Hannity about a week ago who actually did a town hall with the guy who I have to tell you threw a football into the crowd uh, with a level of proficiency that might get him an NFL deal if this whole president thing doesn't work out. Joining us now is that very prospect. I'm talking about South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Hey, man. Jimmy, I, I assure you that I want the presidential thing to work out mm-hmm. because my 40 speed has dropped to 5.7. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that's going to work in the NFL, <laughs> even for alignment these days. Well, listen, uh, is that just to be clear, is that minutes? <laughs> I love the way you think. But mine are in minutes, yours are in hours, but who's counting, Jimmy? Who's counting? Listen, these days the bar is not high. If you could just stay on your feet, you could be president these days. Well, you, you know, listen, I know there's an old joke about walking and chewing gum. I'm not going to go there. I will, however, say I am looking forward to leading this country to another American century. We love it. Uh, listen, you'd be no doubt you'd be a great voice in the huddle, but we got to get in on all the breaking news today. I saw you on Let's with Harris it. earlier in the day. OK, is it not a little rich that the Democrats are having the reaction that they are to this Supreme Court ruling? given how much effort they've put into blocking school choice. Yeah, well, Jimmy, I'm glad you were the first host to say that. Boom. In my opinion, what is absolute insanity 
is the radical left blocking the way to quality K through 12 education for our poorest Americans, be they black or white, resigning them to not achieving their full American dream, even if it doesn't include going to college, it does include being a lifelong learner. And I can't think of a bigger obstruction to children today being educated and not indoctrinated than the big labor union and the stronghold, frankly, the stranglehold they have on radical left leadership. No, it's so true. We're talking to South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, and that's where I think their grift lies, okay, because there's two things in play here. One, okay, they're denying them access to a quality education by trapping them in failing schools, but two, I believe they're falsely alleging and almost infantilizing minority students by saying they couldn't get into these colleges on the merits. Like, in my worldview, like, I don't throw the race card around for fun, and I know you don't either, but don't you think on some level that does fit into the parameter of the soft bigotry of low expectations? Absolutely. Jimmy, here's what I heard from President Obama and others today, President Biden to be included, Mm -hmm. is that if you are black, you simply cannot compete. What a dangerous, dangerous message to send to young kids today. Why in the world would you ever posit a position that in order to succeed in America, you have to be an exception? and not the rule, when in fact their own lives are a testament to human flourishing and American progress. Here's why. They cannot give an inch on any measurable progress in this nation because measurable progress in reasonable time jeopardizes their control, their power over our lives. It's so such a good point. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is on the phone. Something I heard you say to Hannity is the left busts out the race card whenever they're losing the argument. And uh, it's no, it's it's absolutely true. We've been making this point forever on the show, too. And uh, one of the takeaways I had from that town hall was you were being asked about your reaction uh, to Barack Obama's comments that, you know, you and maybe even Nikki Haley are part of like this historic legacy of Republicans who, you know, go with this whole, you know, everybody can make it mentality. But aren't you like on some level, okay, to be characterized as such by the guy who ran on Yes, We Can? Aren't you kind of blown away to see him repurpose his act as a no, we can't? Listen, I could – a high compliment from former President Obama to attack me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the compliment. I am a threat. Trust me, the truth of my life disproves the lies of the radical left. B, the guy who ran on hope and change and then delivered another Democrat administration that was unfocused on delivering resources for the most – fragile in this country, I'm here to change that. We are going to do what Americans want us to do, which is return their resources, let them decide their dreams, let them live their lives, let them celebrate their families, and we're going to watch them succeed. Because in America, all things are possible for all people. And yes, I'm optimistic that the next American century will be better than the last American century, that we are indeed a country that judges individuals on character, not on color. I am not fixated on the rearview mirror of life. I am fixated on the windshield of life.
I want everybody listening to remember this like three weeks from now when they're reading a headline that you're being called a white supremacist. <laughs> it's coming, man. It's oh, trust me. Uh, you've heard you're worse. right, Jimmy. I know. You're right. But it's so it's so cheap. And this is the reason they do feel so threatened by you. We talk about this on the show, man, all the time. We don't just bust on you for your movie picks. I just want you to know that. You, you, no, you, you do get a lot of favorable coverage over here from time to time. If we're not talking about movies, you do great on this show. But stick with me, okay? No, they are th- very well threatened by the idea of you and your story because it forces the conversation to a substantive place. And they've really just they've gotten away with a lot in what I mean by that is for all the grievance and all the division that the Democrats have pushed, they haven't there. There are no deliverables for black America. Like you couldn't point to anything that they were better off having voted Democrat for. Even Ice Cube said that Ice Cube is on your side when you think about it, Tim Scott. Well, well, Jimmy, think about it this way. Here's what I did when I had the majority. Number one, I helped write the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that cut a single mother's taxes by 73%. Unfortunately and disproportionately, single mothers are women of color. Number two, I said education is the closest thing to magic. So we went to work providing more resources for more schools around the country, and then we did what not even President Obama did. We made the funding for historically black colleges and universities permanent. The GOP, the Great Opportunity Party, took the funding to the highest level ever and then made it permanent. Number three, we took unemployment down for every single demographic in the country. Because when you believe that a person with a job is a part of dignity and self-respect, you make an economy that works for the average person in the country. We brought unemployment to the lowest level ever recorded at that time for African-Americans, for Hispanics, for Asians, 70-year low for women, 50-year low for the general population. Here's what we proved. Conservatism works. It works for the poor. It works for the rich. It works for the black. It works for whites. It works for folks on one side of the tracks and the other side of the tracks. We just need a president who believes in the American people more than they believe in the American government. Oh, could you imagine? And, and, you know, what's so true about what you're saying, and this is what I find fascinating, is that we're living in like this pretend world in identity politics that pretends we have different needs. But the truth is we all want the same things. doesn't matter what your skin color is. And that's the... That's, but that's the part I think is so cheap. And, I mean, you grew up and persevered in a, in a particular chapter in this country where there was a lot more adversity than there is today. But it's almost like Absolutely. they don't – but they don't want to acknowledge the progress because that kind of, you know, lets the air out of the grift, does it not? Jimmy, Jimmy that's why I said what I said earlier. Yeah. They okay. cannot give a single inch on measurable progress in America because that will disrupt their narrative. To say that America is not a racist country is just to state the truth. To suggest that there's no discrimination in America is wrong. There are There is a lot of discrimination in America. And frankly, as a guy who's received a lot of discrimination, today I receive more discrimination from people who look like me than those who don't. No, That's just yeah. unbelievable and embarrassing to some extent. But here's what I understand. Mm-hmm. I want people to see... What I do, not just 
what I look like. I want people to judge me on how I treat them. I want people to experience the same America that I did. And that's why I'm running for president. That's why going to VoteTimScott.com, making a contribution, learning about my story, getting involved in this new American revolution is important because we're going to change the course of history together. Imagine that. Do you think, uh, is Obama going to call you and apologize? Well, you know that's never going to happen. <laughs> here's, here, 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 it's, it's like me getting you to believe that Rocky Three is the best movie of all time. <laughs> Yo, it's like getting you to say yeah. Mr. T was right when he said, "I'm going to beat that sucker." No, <laughs> well, here's listen, what we're going. <laughs> here's what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. We're going to see America rise in spite of the naysayers, no matter who they are. Well, listen, I want to give you one one bit of feedback really quick, okay? Brian Kilmeade, who works here at Fox, has been, you know, Fox and Friends, and he's been working oh, overtime yeah. to rehabilitate your image because he claims Rocky Three is the best because he lost the title, had to win it back, and he lost Mickey along the way. Now, uh-huh. Kilmeade did talk some smack about my outfit this morning on Fox and Friends, so I'm not going to sit here and give him his participation trophy just yet. But here's my bigger concern for the country, is if we're going to put it in Rocky three terms, okay? If the Democrats have their way, the next Rocky would involve Mr. T changing to Mrs. T and fighting Adrian instead of Rocky. Um, is a Tim Scott president, uh, is a President Tim Scott prepared to stand up for biological women in sports? Well, listen, here's what I've said. I've said it on a recent TV commercial. Transgender ideology is ruining women's sports. I can't think of anything more unfair from a sports perspective than having a college athlete who was a guy start competing against women because he thinks he's a female. That is something that will ruin women's sports. Too many people, too many young ladies have invested their entire lives to be competitive only to lose to someone who doesn't have their same biology. Yeah, it's a scam. No, and 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 the people appreciate you getting behind that because I can tell you it's it's one of those issues where the Democrats have successfully uh, created a gap between what people believe to be true and what they're willing to say in public because they so fear the social pressure campaign that comes their way. Absolutely. Yeah, so the yes. fact that you're willing to fly into that storm is a big deal. And the fact that you're willing to acknowledge that we're Mrs. T to fight Adrian, just to be clear, <laughs> we're all betting Mrs. T, are we not? Well, I, listen, that's a confusing question. <laughs> good for day. you. That's, that, that's, well, that's some good media training. Last question, and I'll let you go. Okay. The 4th of July is coming. Uh, I know you'll be celebrating our great nation as it turns 247. Uh, can you put in a word for South Carolina barbecue? Because the North Carolina reps that come on this show just trash it. Uh, do you have any leg to stand on in this battle, or are you guilty as charged? Well, let me just tell you the historical truth of the issue of barbecue. Barbecue originated in the great state of South Carolina. If you want to know how to make good barbecue, you've got to go to the creators to read the barbecue Bible, as I would call it. Hold on now. There's no question that the best barbecue in the nation 
is is in South Carolina. Can I tell you, for all the things we just discussed on this show, that'll be the headline with our listeners, just so you know. They'll go to your website, though. You throw, if you yes, want to throw a recipe. And vote for barbecue. <laughs> Rock and roll. We'll, we'll enjoy your barbecue. Happy 4th of July. I appreciate the time, as always, my man. Keep playing good ball. Appreciate it. You're the Take best. Yourself. God bless, Jimmy. My man, the great Senator Tim Scott. Go to votetimscott.com. Give him a look. I got to tell you, man, the Democrats horrified, horrified of the idea that on 150 radio stations across the country, they just heard that man refute their entire thesis. No, no, no. No, they are not happy because that's the whole grift, man. That's why I love having him on. When you actually listen to him talk, you understand like Tim Scott is descendant of slaves. You know, we talk about all this pretend oppression and everything like, you know, that's not going on. Okay, he grew up in an era when it was going on. Okay, he grew up in the South when it really was not a tolerant nor an inclusive society. The South, as we know it today, still gets stereotyped by Northerners. But there are more minorities moving to the South, specifically Southern states like his than anywhere else in the country, because it's not the South that's caricatured as Okay, but the Democrats are so threatened by that honest and open conversation that if you go read like his Twitter thread is actually horrifying, like the racist things that are aimed at him because they're just trying to shut him down. Okay, again, if you think back to the 2020 election, Obama doesn't get out of bed and start campaigning till there's like two weeks to go. He's their closer. Same thing in the midterms. He's only out there the weekend you're about to vote. Okay, the old adage in comedy is that you don't open with your closer. Why don't you do that? Because if your closing joke is big and crazy and thought-provoking, whatever the hell it is, chances are if you open with it, you're not going to be able to follow it the rest of the way. Okay, the only time you find yourself in the position of opening with your closer is if you're doing a really short set or you're in a really tight spot. Okay, Barack Obama, who is traditionally the Democrats closer, he's the most popular member of their party. He's the guy they trot out to deliver their closing message. They now have him on the starting blocks because Tim Scott is out there forcing a regular conversation around every issue facing Americans as opposed to relegating us to little racial boxes. And I telling you because I care. Okay, these folks are absolutely horrified about the fact that he would take away their race card. Why? The left weaponizes race whenever they're losing an argument. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You're just another dirtbag. That's me uh, getting ready to wrap this here broadcast up. I am off, baby. I am. A, I have a week off from the radio. Uh, you won't see me on your TV after tonight. I'm on with Sean Hannity tonight at 9 o'clock. Uh, if you're going through Fallon withdrawal, the 4th of July is when we get the band back together. Uh, we will be airing a 4th of July best of right here on this show, hosted by myself, featuring some of my all-time favorite guests, and I'll be all over your TV live on the 4th of July. We're going to be on the 5 at 5 p.m. Uh, myself, Dana Perino, Johnny Joey Jones, Jessica Tarloff, Judge Janine Pirro uh, doing a special uh, 4th of July celebration, a lot of listener va- uh, viewer mail and stuff like that. And then at 8 p.m. on the 4th of July, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, myself, Carly Shimkus, 
Aisha Hashni and, of course, Joey Jones will be hosting a live two-hour Fourth of July special. Musical acts, fireworks, my man Frank Siller from Tunnel of the Towers. It's going to be an absolute banger. So if you're looking for some company on the Fourth of July, I'm your guy. Grab a beer. Jump on the couch if it's too humid out in the yard. Eat your barbecue inside like I do and watch me on TV. It's going to be a wild one. And uh, until then, uh, I will be AWOL. And when that is over, I will be AWOL. I'm actually on vacation and have eight days with Jenny and Lincoln, and we are headed right to the bar. But do not, wherever you find yourself this 4th of July, do not forget to celebrate your unique American privilege. If you live here, you have hit the lottery, which is why my only life advice is to appreciate it, to be a Republican, to be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.